are you definitely going to do this? Are you going to declare it to everybody right now that you're going to make this trip happen? I, I am definitely going to do it, Jackie. Hey everyone, welcome to the Budget Minded Traveler podcast. This is episode 65 and it is part two of a conversation that I am in the middle of with Angie Mikesell about her first international solo trip. She is about to check off the number one thing on her bucket list, which is going to Italy. And we are in a series featuring people making big, huge travel plans where we can chat with them before they go and then catch back up with them in the future once they have a chance to look back on the experience and share what they've learned and how it went. In the last episode, we chatted with Angie about some of her first time traveler questions. And in this episode, we're going to focus a bit more on the actual Italy part, which will include itinerary suggestions, as well as how to go about moving around, helpful apps, services, etc. Some of which are particular to Italy and some aren't. So it should be helpful for any first time travelers. And also on that note, we do discuss Cinque Terre in this episode, which is a popular destination in Northern Italy. It's the five fishing villages um, on the coast. And since we have had this conversation, since we recorded this conversation, news has actually come out that they are now imposing a permit system on Cinque Terre. So I will link to what I can for that in the show notes, but just keep that in mind if Cinque Terre is on your list for Italy. Before we jump in today, I want to give a quick update about my Patreon launch that you guys heard about a few episodes back. I can officially and proudly say that this podcast is now listener supported and I am on my way to my first goal. Uh, We did have a block party. It was so much fun. Thank you to everybody who showed up. It was seriously amazing to get to actually see you and meet you and talk to you since I'm normally over here just talking to a microphone. So I want to give a big shout out to my first round of patrons. Jen, Melanie, Chris, Nathaniel, John, Pete, George, Christina, Anne, Rob, Scott, Danielle, Dwayne and Rebecca, Kurt and Rick. Thank you guys so much. Huge, huge thank you for your support. Um, If you are listening to this and you're interested in joining the community and supporting the podcast, seeing the goals that I've set and checking out the rewards that you get, head on over to thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash support. All right, let's go ahead and get to the good stuff. Italy, here we come. We will jump right back in where we left off with Angie last time. So ready, set, here we go. Okay, so I think those are really important questions that I had to kind of get started. And then I have this whole list of other things. Um, and a lot of them are just like really pertain to like your recommendations. Um, as far as like, where should I go? Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking with, um, Bridget, our mutual friend, and she had this great suggestion of like choosing like maybe three spots that you really want to go to and you really want to see or three locations And then just kind of surrounding the trip with that. Um, So I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on what, what do I have to see? I mean, what, what is like the top like places that I should go? Okay. And you're talking just within Italy, right? 
Yeah. Okay. Um, well, personally, you, I would use Rome as your hub. Um, okay. Fly in and out of there. And when you, you don't have a flight yet, right? I don't. But that, that was a big question is where should I fly into and out of? Okay. And that was, Rome was what I was thinking, but I wanted to get your input on that. So, you know, what you could do is check. I am a fan of Google flights. Do you know Google flights? No, I don't. Okay. Google flights is my favorite flight search engine because you can put in like, for example, your departure airport is going to be Bozeman, Montana. Then you can put Italy as your arrival. You don't have to say Rome, you know, or Milan or whatever, or you could even just say Europe and it'll show you a map and it'll show you the prices for whatever dates you select for all of these cities. And so, um, yeah, so get on Google flights. That's how I find all of my flights these days. Uh, it's really easy to search, um, back and forward with dates as well. Cause if you can play with them and be a little bit more flexible, then, you know, you're going to get a better deal. But I mean, Rome, between the two of them, Rome and Milan, it's going to be one of those two. Often Rome is more expensive, but that really, it really depends. I mean, from (laughs) Bozeman, unfortunately, everything's expensive, but um, yeah, I would say for sure, don't miss Rome. Rome is absolutely one of the top and we can get into, I guess, Rome in a minute, but um, I would say Rome and Cinque Terre is my favorite. It's like five little... so many people so that really is on the top of my list yeah it's so beautiful it's gonna be what time of year when you go march um i think it's gonna be like first part of april okay good so you're gonna be in like spring um that'll be good enough weather i mean i think it's (laughs) ideally it would be best there in the summer but it's still going to be so beautiful and you're going to hit there or you're going to hit the off season prices. So it'll be a little cheaper for you. Cinque Terre is so cool. It's on the Italian Riviera. It's in the North and you can stay in any number of places. Really. I would recommend. So the first one is called Mon- Oh, I think it's called Monte Rosso. There's another town near there that's called, uh, Santa Margarita, and you can stay there as well. Anywhere along there, is it's really easy to get around. There's trains that connect everything. So wherever you find a place that you like, but the the first, the furthest west of the the little five villages is the biggest one, and okay. so um, that's going to have the most options for you. But you can once you get there, you can either hike in between the the villages or it costs a euro to take the train in between the villages or you can take a water taxi which is like a ferry yeah that goes like if you started in the first one you could take the water taxi and it's like the cheapest way to see it from the water it's beautiful and it only costs a few euros to take the boat like all the way to the last one and then if you want you could hike back or you could take the boat back or you could take the train back or whatever oh my gosh Sounds amazing. It's so pretty. Like, yeah, it's it's really cool. And those water taxis are are like the way to go because you don't have to pay for like a boat or a cruise or anything. You just like take the water taxi. And, uh, it's That's pretty really cool. Um, oh, we got a dog. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Cinque Terre for sure. And that is, um, I mean, Italy is really well connected by train. So. I mean, I guess it depends on where you land, whether you're in Milan 
or Rome. I mean, if you start in Milan, then Cinque Terre would, would easily be the first choice because then it's on your way down. And then you could go down to Rome. I also love the Amalfi Coast. Um, okay. Except in the off season, I don't know how much is going to be open. I don't know if you're going to be able to go out to Capri, which is the island. Um, in the summer, like you can do everything. But at the same time, you're going to hit the better prices. Once you get to Rome, you can go down to, I think Salerno is where the train goes. And then you can like take a bus from there out to the Amalfi Coast. And it's pretty simple. Um, Italy is set up for tourists. So this is another good thing about like this destination and specifically you going there for the first time. It's these countries that are used to tourism are the best places to go when you don't have a lot of experience because they are set up for you. You know, it's not like, I mean, maybe it sounds romantic to go off the beaten track, but that takes a lot more effort. Whereas somewhere like Italy, there are going to be trains like every hour to where you want to go. And then when you get there, you'll see that there's a bus to the place you need to get to next or whatever. You know, I mean, it's, it's really set up pretty well. And you can look, there's a website called, it's called Trenitalia. So it's like T-R-E-N-I-T-A-L-I-A.com. Okay. And that is the Italian train timetable. And so you can get on there and look at them all. If you buy them in advance, which you totally can do, uh, it's really easy. You can just go on and select them and you just pay with the credit card. Like it's pretty simple. And you can even okay. use the phone. You know, you don't have to print it out. It'll just give okay. you the thing and you can use it on your phone. I've just, I just did this. So I know that that works. The further in advance that you buy it, the cheaper it's going to be. Um, trains can be pretty expensive if you wait to the last minute. Okay. But there are also buses. There's a bus company called Mega Megabus, Megabus. <laughs> and they do like okay. bigger trips between the bigger cities and you could save a lot of money that way. One quick question with that. So mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to get like from Rome to, you know, if I was wanting to go to another area, um, you know, I don't know. It's pretty easy to get in between those different places that I want to travel to via train. Right? Yeah. Would that be your recommendation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to go from Rome to Florence or something, there's going to be a train like every hour, maybe even every half hour. It just depends on which train. Like, there are faster ones. There are regional ones. What? That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's really well connected. I mean, there's a ton of trains all the time. And I would say if for, to do it, like you can research online ahead of time if you want. You can also go and buy the tickets at the train station. Um, and it works just like an airport. You know, they tell you what platform it's on and look at the make sure you pay attention to the platform and the time of the train and make sure you I mean, as long as the train has the, the there's like a train number, you know, just like the flight number. It like works the same way. And so just kind of use your intuition with that one. It's pretty self-explanatory, but you may have to do switches, you know, just like layovers in different cities as you go. So just expect that. That's when having a lot of luggage is not fun. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you can get around pretty easily by train. Okay, sorry to interrupt you. So we no, have that's Rome, okay. Quintera. Maybe the Amalfi Coast. I love the Amalfi okay. Coast. And if you do go there, go stay on the southern side of it. Like that's where Amalfi, the town of Amalfi is. Positano, you know, have you seen Under the Tuscan Sun? 
Yes. That's the place where she goes. That's where Marcello lives. (laughs) Where she goes and stands on the gate and everybody wants to take that photo. Yeah, you can go to Positano. It's beautiful. And are you hoping to see Venice or Florence or anything? I am completely open, Jackie. I don't have any plans as mm-hmm. of yet. Um, so I that's why I wanted to ask you your recommendations. Okay. I think you could do just a few days in each spot. And okay. um, Venice is really expensive and it's kind of like Disneyland. So if you get in and out of there in one day, that's going to be enough. And I okay. really mean like you could train it up there for the day and see it and go back to wherever you are. Um, okay. And then Florence, I do think Florence is cool. Um, you could spend a couple of days there, especially because that's where you go to see, uh, you know, like the Galleria and the Uffizi. That's where the David is. And he's amazing. Seriously. He is a freaking work of art. You got to see the David. So Florence is a cool, a cool little city. Um, and that's Tuscany. So, you know, you get a little taste of like all the corners of Italy if you do that. Um, and for staying, I like to recommend that you, I mean, unless this is going to make you feel better as a first time kind of solo traveler to have your stuff booked out, I would wait until you know where you're going to go, like up until that day, you know, the day before or a couple days before until you know your route to decide where you're going to stay. Unless you like before you want to leave, if you, um, if you want to have everything planned out just to make you feel better then that's totally fine. But if you, you know, decide that you like a place, you won't be able to stay a day longer or, you know, if you, if you book everything ahead of time, that's the drawback. Right. Um, How hard is it to book, you know, a day before or the day of in the season that I'm going? Not hard. Is it going to be challenging or is it Mm -mm. probably a better option? No, especially in the season that you're going, you're going to have tons of options. Even if it was the middle of summer, you're still going to have options. It's just that you're not going to have the the best ones are going to be gone. You know, so like right. the best bang for your buck, the best value. I mean, it's it's nice if you can find a place that includes breakfast for no extra cost or something because then you're saving money on a meal as well. Or um, if there are certain things that are important to you, then the further ahead you book, basically, the more assured you are to get those things because you can see all the options and you're not going to, you know, the best places won't be sold out by then, but the time you're going, it's, you're not going to have a problem. Um, and Jackie, um, Bridget had said that you had recommended booking.com. Yeah. I love booking. That's my favorite. Okay. Okay. I always use booking. Um, the only time that I don't Because I think I find the best deals on booking and they have like almost everything is on there. Like it's a really, really big database. I mean, I will book hostels on booking instead of hostelworld.com, you know, because you can find everything now and they generally are the cheapest prices. So I do recommend that you can use. um, Let's see. The other ones I have used lately are Airbnb. I have used Airbnb. I actually used Airbnb in Rome. And um, you know what? Maybe I'll link to it on the show notes page, the one that I used because I loved it. So um, that would be great. And that way we can share it with all the listeners as well because I can I can link to that in Rome. 
I loved the option in Rome to stay at the Airbnb because it can be expensive and I wanted to make sure that I was getting a private room and, you know, I mean, there are certain things that, that I was looking for neighborhood, etc. And so, I mean, you can, you're paying like 25 euros a night for a hostel in Rome these days, which is expensive. So at least I think it is for a hostel dorm, like no thanks. So, right. I mean, I've paid more than that in other places that are more expensive, but this is Italy. Like it shouldn't, I feel like it shouldn't be. So I'll link to that and I'll, I'll show you what that one is. Uh, so Airbnb and what you can do with Airbnb is um, you can either book places like all to yourself or the host is sometimes there, as right. was the case with this one. And I like that because then you can ask a local, you know, where should I go? What should I do? So I like to use Airbnb when I have a specific purpose for it. And that's when I want to stay with a local. And I mean, the same thing can be said about couch surfing. It's just a little bit of a different expectation you really are treated like it's more like a hotel. You get treated more like a hotel when it's an Airbnb because you're paying for it. You know, with couch surfing, I have had the most amazing experiences really. Um, really? Yo, yeah. I love that program. I think it's kind of magical, but it also is less, it's, it, sometimes it's harder to find a place to stay because people are like, Oh no, I'm actually not around or whatever, you know, whereas Airbnb is like, okay, I'm going to book it and this is where I'm staying. And I know it because <laughs> it's available, right. you know, so it's, it's just a different process really. Um, the other one that I've used recently, but I, you're not going to need this in Italy is a uh, hot wire cause you can do last minute, oh. but right. That's what we used in Switzerland. That's like, I have discovered that's the trick to Switzerland because Switzerland is so expensive. Yeah. And like we stayed in Zurich and uh, we booked on Hotware and we got like such a good deal in the center. I mean, a good deal in Switzerland is like $150 a night. It's crazy. It's so expensive there. But um, if you're in in really expensive places, Hotware is totally the way to go. But that won't be you in Italy. So I just had to throw that out there. Hotels.com is another one, but I haven't found anything on there that isn't also on booking. So sometimes that's just kind of like a preference, a loyalty thing. Okay. So something related to that is I have no idea um, about cell phones. Like, how does that work? Can I bring my cell phone? What do I need to do with that? Um. Yeah, you can bring yourself on and you're only going for like a couple of weeks. So what I would recommend is to and I have a whole guide on this on my site. So I will send you the link and I'll I'll also link to this on the show notes page. But you can put your cell phone on airplane mode and you can still use the Wi-Fi and like everything, everything that is essentially everything besides phone calls you can use on airplane mode. Do you have an iPhone? I do. Okay, so you can even use iMessaging just through the Wi-Fi. Yeah, so you can still text people. I mean, you're not going to be able to text people that don't have iPhones with the iMessaging, obviously, but with Wi-Fi, you can do everything. That's why a lot of people use WhatsApp, too, is because you can, no matter what country you're in. I mean, I here... I have a lot of European locals that I text with on my on you know on my phone and it doesn't matter what kind of phone what kind of service whatever like everybody has WhatsApp because no matter what your service what your country it's like it's a texting platform and so WhatsApp is good for that but I mean as far as talking to people at home um, I also use Voxer that's my favorite app 
that's, um, you know, you can use it like a walkie talkie. You can send, uh, photos, texts, whatever. And I always make all my friends get on Voxer. So <laughs> it works for me. I mean, nowadays you can, you can use like the talking function on WhatsApp too, but how, or you can just get on Skype like we are right now with people from home. I mean, right. it depends on who you, if, if staying in contact is the thing that you want to do, then those would be my recommendation. But yeah, you can, um, the reason I would say, you know, the reason that you put it on airplane mode is to avoid the charges, the data charges, because your phone may work overseas. Like you might pick up service and that's just a scary thing because if you use it, like your bill is not going to be pretty. Right. It's really expensive to use data. And so like if you have to make an emergency phone call, fine, it's an emergency, but otherwise avoid it. So airplane mode and Wi-Fi. And I have comprehensive guide to how to do this. So I'll make sure you get that. <laughs> so what else? So if I was, I like, if I was to use booking.com, like I decide where I'm going to go for that night, I could use my cell phone, like through Wi-Fi, um, use the app on that. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Okay. That is correct. You can do it from like the craziest corners of the world these days. It's so cool. And you can look up trains, like you can look up everything you need from your phone. Yeah. So as long as you have that with the Wi-Fi. So keep in mind, though, that when you're looking at places on booking.com, you know, you need to make sure they have Wi-Fi or Airbnb, like they have to include Wi-Fi, you know, because you want to have that. Yeah. And also for Rome, I have a couple of posts that I will make sure you see. (laughs) Um, Great. One of the things that I love about Rome the most is uh, going out and walking at night. And this kind of contradicts everything that I just told you about, like female walking (laughs) solo at night, but it is so magical. So if you can figure out a way to do that to where you don't feel unsafe, I mean, it doesn't even have to be late at night, just once it gets dark, (laughs) but it is incredibly enchanting at night, like seeing all that architecture so illuminated. It's amazing. And also, I would recommend at the Coliseum, my favorite piece of advice to give for the Coliseum is to take the metro the first time that you go there because you come out literally like right underneath it and it is breathtaking. Like it will make you gasp. It is crazy beautiful. It's huge. And you get out of that metro and it's just like on top of you. It's so amazing. So if you have the chance to do that... (laughs) do that but I was gonna say take the tour like pay for it because it's really worth learning about it while you're there and so I would say do it and it's not to skip the line I mean whatever you do get to skip the line but that's it's not necessarily the point you can try and bargain talk them down to um it should be about 22 euros to take the tour but it also usually includes a free tour of the Palatine of Palatine Hill afterwards. And that's right next door. It's like the ruins right next door. And so it's really cool. Actually, you get like a couple of hours or an, at least an hour and a half or so of walking around with the tour, you know, learning about where it is that you are. I really do recommend that. And one of these days I'm going to be posting about really good food to eat in Rome. I hope that I do it sooner than later. So I'll link to that too. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Jackie, this is getting me so excited. Yay! I have no idea. I, 
Uh, I'm so thankful for you. I just can't thank you enough for all of this. <laughs> it's so my you are pleasure. You're the one that inspired me to do this. Mm, yay. I'm so, so awesome. glad to hear that. That's the whole point. That's why I'm doing this. So I love to hear it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Can okay, I? But that's not all my part. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> okay, so we have Rome, Cinquantera, maybe the Amalfi Coast. A day in Venice, a couple days in Florence. Mm -hmm. Is that like kind of the list you would think? Or mm -hmm. are there other places that you're like, you have to see this? Um, honestly, this is going to be your first trip there, but it won't be your last. So oh, I, save something yeah. for next time. <laughs> because it's okay. Italy. I mean, that's what happens. You go and you fall in love with it. So, I mean, at least with this, you'll be able to, you know, hit the highlights and you know, you, I mean, there are the things that you have to do really are Rome and probably Florence and, uh, Cinque Terre. Like, I mean, you have to be able to have these conversations with the other people who have been there. You know what I mean? And then those are right. the, those are the places. So when right. you're in Venice, see if you can, um, get like hook up with a couple of other travelers and, and take the, and like go on a gondola ride, you know, it should only be 20 euros per person. Remember that. Okay. If you go alone, it'll probably cost you like 60 euros because usually they do they like three people. But that way, at least you'll have you'll have experienced it. You'll have tasted it. And then you'll kind of get a feel for what it is that you enjoy and what you want to see next time. Because, I mean, there's enough in Italy to to keep going back for the rest of your life and you'll still never see it all. So, <laughs> I mean, and it's magical. It's amazing. But yeah, Rome, Rome by night gotta do it don't leave the vatican for a monday i think it's closed on mondays pay attention to those Ooh, things good. yeah and you don't need to do the vatican tour the line okay. might be really long it doesn't take that long though okay yeah do you have any recommendations on like books i should get um to kind of help guide me hmm. obviously i have yours but are there <laughs> any that um, like are specific to Italy that you would recommend? You know, I, no, but if you want to, um, like if, if that's something, cause I'm just not that kind of a person. Um, yeah. I know people who swear by guidebooks and they like read the whole thing and they know all the history and it's so cool. Like, I love that. I'm just not that type of person, yeah. but lonely planet is my choice. So, I mean, that's just okay. me though. Um, and you could probably get lonely planet Italy if, if you want to get extra excited about your trip and, but they are also really heavy and clunky to take with you. So right. if there's anything that you want to take with you, rip it out. Yeah. But don't bring the That's whole book. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And also on that note, the Lonely Planet Thorn Tree Forum online is okay. like an amazing resource for basically anything travel. It's kind of like TripAdvisor, only I feel like it's it's more in depth. It's more, I don't know. It's the, it's, it's their forum online. It's their travel forum. So it's called the thorn tree forum, lonely planet thorn tree forum. So if you have questions or something, check that out. Cause there's almost an answer for everything on there already. So that sounds great. Okay. And you said a good estimate is about $500 per week. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it really depends on how all out you go. Yeah. Because that really think, varies. But it's a good, I, I, I think I use that as like a ballpark figure. I do think that's a good ballpark figure. 
And as far as like exchanging money, um, mm, what's mm-hmm. the best option for that? Bring euros with you. Okay. Um, you can go to the, your bank at home and get euros like straight across exchange. Okay. So you can do that. If for whatever reason you don't end up doing that, then go and uh, get money out of the ATM and okay. just pull out. I think, I mean, most banks will let you pull out about $300 worth and pull out the most because it'll cost you like five bucks every time you do it. Right. And so just yeah. pull out the most. Don't carry it all with you. You can stash some in your pack um, and just, you know, carry whatever 50 euros at a time. But the other thing I recommend is using the get the XE currency app. For those of us who are challenged with math, <laughs> it is <laughs> That's a great app. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, I don't know if you are, but I definitely am. And so that that app, it's great because as long as you, um, you know, before you leave, make sure you add euros to it and have it updated because, I mean, you can choose any kind of current. You can have up to like 10 currencies in there at a time that you're just like you can compare prices and stuff, but it only updates when it's connected to Wi-Fi or a service, you know, so don't wait until you're there. Cause it won't, if you don't have Wi-Fi, it doesn't help you at all. Uh, I meaning, right. I mean, it won't be updated, but if you, uh, if you download it now and get the euros in there now, it'll be like, you know, it'll be, it'll, that's all you need to do. And then once okay. you get there, it kind of acts like a calculator. Um, that's okay. super helpful. Like when you're standing at the ATM, like math, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. But right now it's like a dollar oh nine or so to the euro. It's a really, oh, okay. really good exchange. So it's a good time to go. Good time okay, to be here. <laughs> uh, see, all of this is great. So credit cards, debit cards, do those work over there? Oh, yeah. Or do you, what, I mean, yeah, do um, people like it if you use cash over there? Mo- okay, so here's the thing. Most places will accept credit cards in, and this is in Italy because there are places that don't like in Thailand ugh, like you have to use cash in so many places but in the more advanced places like yeah you can use credit cards and I always recommend using credit cards because you can um you know rack up rewards and cash back and all that stuff so I use it I have one that that has zero zero tra- percent transaction fees most credit cards carry a 3% charge though. So if you don't specifically have a travel credit card, then you probably don't have one that has 0%. Um, and the reason I like to use it, like I use the Chase Mileage Plus, uh, United Mileage Plus one, is because I can get miles for it, I can get cash back, but it has the 0% transaction fee, which means I get a straight across exchange every time. So it's a better deal to use the travel credit card that you can also like get rewards for and get the straight across exchange every time. And if you don't have that credit card, then alternatively, you're actually paying 3% extra every time. So be careful, check your credit card first. And if you don't, yeah. And if you don't have a travel credit card, then just use cash when, whenever you can, cause it'll, it'll save you more money in the end. But yeah, you can okay. use. Oh, and also call your banks first. Like, make sure that they they know you're leaving, that you're taking your credit card out of the country. Otherwise, they'll freeze it. Right. That's never Which would good. Be horrible. Yeah, then you're like stuck without money. So, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, how about? So I have 
been um, doing Duolingo. Du- Duolingo, yeah. Duolingo, sorry. Um, and I downloaded, um, I think it's Google Translate. Any other things that you would recommend recommend to me um, for that? Uh, no, actually, you just nailed it with those two. Because if you okay. need a Google Translate, you can use it. Like that's great for that. Duolingo is super amazing, and I can't speak yeah. highly enough of that free app. So yeah, good job. Okay. And is it from what I've heard? It's. I mean, I shouldn't have too much of an issue with um, like translation. It sounds like a lot of people know English as another second language. <laughs> Yeah, as long as you stick to like the major cities, um, okay. because actually there are a lot of places in Italy, like the smaller villages where people really don't speak English, but, um, you know, you're going to be on, on the main tourist track. And so you'll find menus in English and, um, yeah, it shouldn't be too difficult for you. Although okay. Italy is one of those places where they will speak Italian to you, you know, I think I like, I like that. I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, even if they, you know, even if they do speak some English. So don't, just don't be afraid. I mean, they're nice people. (laughs) (laughs) They can be intimidating because they're Italian, but (laughs) they're nice people. (laughs) Don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. I think that's all I have for now, but I'm sure I'll have more questions. (laughs) (laughs) They're never ending, I know. Well, cool. I'm so glad we were able to have this conversation. I'm glad I could help you. I can't wait for you to go. When are you going to buy your ticket? Soon. I wanted to chat with you a little bit to see kind of what the hub, what the best place to fly into was. I've been checking, you know, tickets for a really long time. Good. Yeah, soon. Soon. Very soon. Yay. I'm so excited for you. Are you are you okay. definitely are you definitely going to do this? Are you going to declare it to everybody right now that you're going to make this trip happen? I, I am definitely going to do it, Jackie. I'm so excited. We should check in with you afterwards and see how it went. I can't wait. Is there anything like did you do like journaling while you were there, like while you travel or like anything that like connects you more that like you're you would say like I looked back on that and like I'm so glad I did this. Yeah. Um even even if you're not much of a journaler, if you write down if you have a little notebook and you just write down at the end of each day all the things that you did, like even just notes, yeah. you know, like this is what it or yeah. sometimes I will keep track of um uh like the names of the places that I stayed, that I ate, um or how much I spent at place, you know, and th- a lot of this is like for work related, but I love having the account, the simple account of what I did each day. And actually, here's a cool idea for you. Since this is your first solo trip, I think you should do this. This is a fun thing and it's like the, a yeah. really cool way to do this. Every day, get a postcard from somewhere that you are for yourself. And every night, write the postcard about what you did that day. And then at the end, you'll have a little book of postcards, like from your trip with like your activities. And you can leave that like around your house somewhere that you can look at later. That is a great idea. I love it. (laughs) That's a really good idea. It's pretty fun. And if you do two of them, you could send one home to yourself too, if you want. Yeah. Uh, I like that. That's so great. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if, if that or, you know, oftentimes when I travel with my brother, he's an architect, uh, we will sit so he can sketch 
because he likes yeah. his sketch buildings. And even though, okay, I guess I've joined him like twice. I've actually sketched with him, but I, I usually just sit there and um, I love that time too. Like that's something we always do. We always take time for Daryl to sketch because it, t- it, you know, it sits us down and we just like people watch and just kind of take it all in. And, and he's got an amazing, he has sketchbooks from that he's take that have that have traveled with him with things from all over the world, you know, which is so fun. So whatever it is that is your outlet, whether it's writing or sketching or whatever, for me, it's writing. <laughs> I'm no it's artist. Like dedicated time to really just like connect and mm-hmm. sit down and sketch or write or draw. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, have a coffee, have it, have a beer. Whatever you like yeah. to do. I mean, this is your time solo. You know, like it's you can do whatever you want. It's one of the coolest things. If you want to sit here for the next hour, no one is stopping you. Right. You know, so I think that's what gets me so excited about it, and why I've always wanted to do it is like, I feel like one, I think it's really empowering um, as a woman to be able to travel on your own and know that you can do that and that you have done it. Um, but two, like I think you know, you have that flexibility and you can do whatever you want. Um, and you can really connect mm-hmm. with the area that you're traveling to. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like in maybe a different way than you would if you had someone you're traveling with. Absolutely. And you know what else is that you will connect with yourself in a way that will blow your mind. That's so true. Because you're with yourself all day. You're not talking to someone else. You're talking to yourself. You know, it's, it's crazy. Like how the dynamic changes when you're with other people and when you're alone, there's a lot of introspection. There's a lot, it's an incredible tool. It really is. Yeah. That's so neat. I'm really excited. Yay. I am so excited for you. Thank you so much for um, sharing your questions because I know that those were good ones for, for other people too. Absolutely. Yeah. I am happy, happy, happy to help anyone else who's going through this, yeah. this exciting journey as well. We should definitely reconnect after. I want to see how yeah. it went and see what advice Absolutely. you may have, because it's going to be I mean, you're going to have your own journey here and you're going to come out with stories. And yeah, it's going to be really cool. <laughs> Absolutely. We should definitely connect after. Okay, there you have it. We will be checking in with Angie again afterwards to see how her bucket list trip went and what she learned and what she thought. I cannot wait to to see the results of all of this. So stay tuned for that in the future. For now, you can find the show notes for this episode at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash 65. We mentioned a lot of apps and resources. So you can find links to all of these things there on that page. And once again, check out thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash support if you're interested in joining the BMT community in supporting this podcast. And thank you in advance if you decide to do so. That is all I have for you today. Stay tuned for the next episode. We're sitting down with a young woman about to graduate college who has big, big plans for her future. I cannot wait to share them with you. So thanks for listening. I'll catch you guys next time.
Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.